Hi everybody, I'm your host, Valentina, and welcome to Quick Pasta, where we explore together crime-related facts. I started this quick and dirty format because I believe true crime is not only an amazing storytelling or obsession over horrendous details or shocking murder. But true crime could be a moment to reflect and learn about our society. I will always try my best to present you facts and statistics here on Quick Pasta over crime's subject. Because I believe when you as a listener, as a person, know the hard numbers and when you start to educate yourself and know where to look for transparent data with clear reference, well, you can start to have a real conversation over true crime. Please, um, do not think that I'm an expert, but I like to improve myself and I believe that certain topics need to receive more attention. And the only starting point to bring more attention is knowledge. So with this in mind, in today's quick pasta, we will continue to talk about police and policing facts. I will definitely share a fair amount of data, so please go to my Instagram page, Bloody Pasta Podcast. There I will share all the infographic and you can find all the reference material in the episode notes. So let's jump into it. In the previous quick pasta, we talk about Polizia and Carabinieri, the history behind, and I made a comparison between the different police academy duration across the world. By researching for this quick pasta, I came across an excellent list of 146 nations on Wikipedia, sorted by the number of police officers per 100,000 people. This list was based on the UN analysis from 2006. And in this analysis, it was found that globally, on average, there are 300 police officers per 100,000 people. And only nine countries have been reported with the numbers below 100 cops per 100,000 people. In general, West Asia Eastern and Southern Europe had the largest median number of police officers with over 400 officers per 100,000. The order of the ranking is quite intriguing for me. I will never thought what was actually the first state with the highest ranking. Well, I'm telling you, with 130 officers in total, but a whopping ranking of of 15,439 officers per 100,000 people, the first state is the Vatican City, followed by a British territory, the Pitcairn Islands, with an astonishing of 3,509 officers per 100,000 people. Well, do you want to know how many officers they have actually? only two. At the third place we find Palestine with a rate of 1,748 officers. At 
27 place, we found Spain, with 534 officers per 100,000 people. 39 place, we found Mexico, 465. 41, Italy, 456 officers per 100,000 people. Germany, 73rd place, 336 police officers. And you will might ask, so where is U.S.? Well, 100th place, U.S. with 239 officers per 100,000 people. The last of what I will report is the U.K. at 108th place with 211 police officers per 100,000 people. For me, it was quite shocking to learn that my motherland, Italy, has a such high number of officers. My perception was quite different, actually. I was even more puzzled by the rate of the US. In my head, in the US, there were far more officers than what actually they are. In reality, with 239 per 100,000 people, U.S. is below the global average and definitely below Italy. So when I saw this list, my next logical questions was, okay, so but how much each nation is spending for policing? Because I was thinking that Italy uh, will spend way more than U.S. or U.K. for policing since we have more personnel. Well, let me tell you, this is not the case. On average, EU countries spend 1.7 of the GDP, which is the gross domestic product. Italy is spending a little bit more of this average with 1.8, with the lowest of uh, Finland with 1.2%. China and the UK have a similar spending compared to Italy, with point. 81%. US is spending actually 2% of the GDP and one of the highest is actually Russia with 2.26%. So Italy and most of the South Europe countries must maintain a bigger police force plus most of the countries offer a higher education to their recruits so there's money spending in there. But the government spending of Italy and EU countries is actually lower than the US. And for EU, and especially Italy, I'm thinking, this might result in underfunding of the police force. And with this, I do not mean that the officers in Italy do not have the right instrument to fight back criminality but they might don't have access to novel technology or new knowledge that could be beneficial for them. On the other hand, U.S., who has definitely less officer, offer a lower training and spend way too much, I think, on equipment. And with equipment, I mean weapons and guns. And on this, while I was researching for this episode, I came across a fun facts. Did you know there are 19 countries in the world where police do not carry firearms? Well, I didn't know either. 
Of course they can use firearms, but the situation need to meet certain criteria. And just for mentioning which country we are talking about, I'm talking about Iceland, Ireland, Botswana, New Zealand and the UK. I think in general policing and police violence has become a hot topic globally, especially after 2020. And not just in the US. In comparison to Europe, US has a disproportionate amount of police killing. The country issue with the police violence, which frequently appears to be motivated by race, have tarnished the image worldwide. The outrage felt in the US, particularly by the black community, prompt so many rallies against racism and police brutality that took place in 2020. Police officers in the US are heavily equipped and they frequently receive surplus of military weapons. Officer trainings varies by area with basic programs lasting on average 21 weeks. Some departments required 1,500 hours of work, while others required only 800 hours. And because police departments are sponsored by the government, of course, richer areas tend to rely on officers that have spent more time in training than their colleagues in the lower income areas. Officers are typically trained in technical skills, but not in de-escalation tactics or crisis management procedures. If you want to learn a little bit more, please listen to the first Quick Pasta episode. In general, in the US, police officers are 20% more likely to pull over black people and three times more likely to kill them. These figures have prompted calls for police reform across the older US. And my hope, my personal hope, is this movement will bring positive change, especially for the minority community in the US. But I hope as well that this discussion will start in Europe too. Because in the US, people start to pay attention, then this brings data and collecting of data, and then journalists will dig deeper into the subject and write really great pieces about it. Well, I don't personally see the same in Europe or in Italy. Because, you know, my mentality over this podcast is always, what about Italy? So I ask myself this, about police brutality in Italy. Police violence was actually a thing during the 70s, since Italy was in the middle of a political tension between far right and far left, and police behavior was not bringing any peace. Actually, the opposite. In recent years, this issue of police violence in Italy became a hot topic, especially after the killing of Carlo Giuliani in 2001, during the protest at G8 in Genova. Since then, the issue has received greater attention, although still not 
a widespread topic like in the US. I had great difficulties to find raw statistics on Italy. And I think this is something that should change. However, despite this lack of raw data, there are evidence of partner of uh, police aggression towards immigrants and gypsy. And in Italy, we do have our sad fair share of people killed by the police. And I will report very briefly here just two examples. Stefano Cucchi, the first. Stefano died in the Carabinieri detention in 2009. He was only 31 years old and unfortunately had a drug addiction. Stefano has been abused by the police officer while incarcerated and he died alone in his cell. Stefano's story has been made as a movie for Netflix in 2018. The title is On My Skin and please check it out. Another example is Riccardo Magherini who died in 2014 on the streets of Florence in a way which is nearly identical to George Floyd. But I bet that you never heard about Riccardo Magherini. Magherini, who was disoriented, was forced to the ground by the Carabinieri and died of asphyxiation after an officer kneeled on his back and pinned him down for several minutes. Magherini, like Floyd, was heard pealing for compassion and he died slowly and alone on the Florence street. I hope this quick episode will spark you curiosity in dig deeper into police brutality in your own country. And I personally hope this conversation will start in Europe and Italy too. But before saying goodbye, I would like to ask you to follow me on Instagram at Bloody Pasta Podcast. And if you like Bloody Pasta or Quick Pasta, please listen, follow, rate on the platform that you are listening from. And don't be shy and DM me. I will be happy to chat with you over true crime topics. Until next time, ciao guys.